Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Happy New Year. It's that time of the season we all find so pleased and frosty. The snowman. How many more days is it over yet? You know the best part about Christmas now is that we're not actually going to malls anymore because we're using Amazon and other delivery services so much. It's not as in your face unless you make it in your face and you go to the malls and everything. Anyhow, it's that wonderful season. 12 days till Christmas Eve. S&P 500 hit a record high. Happy. The New Year! Now, it's the power of the tweet. It's pretty amazing that all President Trump has to do right now is treat, tweet, tweet, trade deal very close. Very close in capitals. Big deal. Big deal in capitals. And the market's hit an all-time high. Again, that Roberta Flack or whoever it is, song, Margaret, somebody... At an all-time high. It, it's nice, but are you tired today? Is the day that you're going to sell everything? Is Have you hit your magical number and you're, you're checking out? Otherwise, it doesn't mean all that much. Getting very close to a big deal with China. Oh, boy. Call of Duty is out there. We'll talk Call of Duty a little later in the show. How's that for a tease? Nice, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about today. Um, I will. Let me power this back just a second. Trump tweets out that nice. Very nice. Big deal. What if China says, you know, let's make him look like a jerk face, a jerky man back jerk face. Because it's three days until the tariffs. I don't think all hell is going to break loose if the tariffs hit on the 15th, but it's going to be interesting. Companies like Apple, that tariff would cost them $150 per phone that they sell. Well, that's a lot, right? President Trump is meeting with senior advisors today. Trade advisor Peter Navarro, that's kind of a cool last name, Navarro, is not surprisingly said to be pushing for the tariff to be put on his plan. Steve Bannon, do you remember Steve Bannon, the, the guy who oftentimes uh, Saturday Night Live portrayed as death, told CNBC a short time ago that he thinks the president should walk away from phase one deal and proceed with the tariff uh, on the final tranche of Chinese goods. He, too, is one of those people who is very, um, on the political spectrum, conservative. Is that fair to say? Political spectrum. Do we have a spectrum that we can say, yes, we do. Initial, initial jobless claims. How many people were laid off this week? 
Hmm. How many people walked down to unemployment benefits? Uh, it's kind of a tough time because it's the holidays, right? And the data gets a little bit messed up. Your coworker says, hey, I'm going to take the whole week off. I'm going to take two weeks off. It's Christmas time. I'm flying back to my family. And so data is kind of brutal in holiday sh- weeks and holiday months. Big holidays. Um, the numbers rose 49,000 to 252,000. That's the highest level of initial claims since 2017. But again, we're going to say that's one data point. A lot of times you want to look at four to six data points, but typically you want to look at monthly, you know, the blend of them all into months and then the blend of months together. Just in case there's a blip. Delta Airlines provided some relatively upbeat 2020 guidance. Southwest Airlines reached an agreement with Boeing to compensate the company for a portion of projected financial damages tied towards the grounding of the 737 MAX. Starbucks, FedEx, and GE, they all got analyst upgrades today. The ECB welcomed in a new president. Out goes Mario Von Draghi, who I'm going to miss, because he kind of had the Transylvania action. Um, But Christine Lagarde comes in. She of the blue scarf. She said some initial signs of recovery being seen in a little bit of inflation. And she said, that's moving the right direction. But she has to take what Mario Draghi did and basically bolt it down, not try to unbolt it, and try to come up with some areas in finance that she can be an added value. She said something that was... I really like Christine Lagarde, by the way. I thought she did a great job at the International Fund, IMF. Um, she said, I'm not a hawk nor a dove. I'd like to be considered an owl. Owls are wise. <laughs> oh, maybe that's going to be my bumper sticker. That's going to be on my grave. I'm not a hawk. I'm not a dove. Please think of me as an owl. So she's got, she's got a pretty good head on her shoulders, as far as I know, and everything that I've seen, and her track record's stellar. Um, that's a good thing for the world. Success or failure starts at the top. Jed York in his partying days, the San Francisco 49ers were a mess. And then, well, Daniel Snyder, head of the uh, Redskins, culturally insensitive name, Redskins. Um, he doesn't get the message, and he, his team stink every year in and out because success or failure starts at the top. Jed York, he finally got the message. Don't look like you're a partying frat boy. Hire good people and let them do their jobs. Bank of America is going to pay people $15 to use their app. Now we're talking, baby. Bank of America is close to 40 million customers who bank digitally, around 30 million of which use the bank's app, and 10 million use it virtual assistant, Erica. I have the app. I have an account at Bank of America. I'm not proud of it. It's an old bank account. I keep it around because it's old. Uh, I know they're not the best business partners, but I'm okay with it. But their app is pretty good, and they're the second largest bank in America. Um, They're going to deposit $15 into your account 
if you try mobile check deposit. Transfer money to someone via the Zelle app and use mobile pay by January 17th. I do two of those three. Now I just got to transfer money to someone via the Zelle app. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want another Venmo kind of thing. Zelle is the banking institution's answer to Venmo and PayPal. Trying to stay relevant. Customers can see if they're eligible via the app, but will also be notified of eligibility if they try to deposit a check at an ATM or at a bank. Um, I, I kind of see that's the way we're going. Don't you think at some point in time, uh, if Facebook values our data and is willing to sell it to advertisers, why wouldn't Facebook just say, hey, we'll give you, we'll make you a partner in this. If you give us more data, we'll give you $100 a year, but we're going to sell your data for 200 um, Or if you give us really sensitive information, like things that you're buying and selling, with your permission, we'll give you $200 a year, because we're going to sell it for $400 a year. Um Opting in is going to be big. This is a, a small, big story all wrapped up in one. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money invested in more. Bank of America, who would have known that their app would become a big story? <laughs> I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Happy holidays. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. So when I said that Bank of America story was the big story of the day, I do mean it. I think the Trump tweet thing will fade. As we say, well, okay, that tweet's fantastic. We jump to an all-time high on it. Yes, we would like a deal to get done on some levels, but let's celebrate when the deal's done. It ain't over till the fat lady sings, right? I know you're saying, okay, you just offended Southerners using the word ain't, and you use the word fat lady sings. How about the big boned lady to be politically correct this year? Ah, right? <laughs> It's not easy doing radio anymore. Uh, Bank of America story to me is by paying you $15 to use their app. It's just their way of saying, you know, hey, we like you. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. If you use this, we could fire more people. Fair. And again, it's one of the things when I see the Americans march in the cities for equal pay, not equal pay, but fair life, fair pay, uh, life wages. When I see that, I, I'm troubled by it because I know how capitalism works. Okay, we'll pay higher minimum wages as a corporation, but we're going to expect more from you, and we're going to invest in technology that replaces you. But I get it. I get both sides, and it, it's frustrating because we do not live in utopia. I don't think we live in a dystopia. But it's certainly not a utopia. And there's problems. Uh, McDonald's. One of the most iconic jobs 20 years ago. I was coming 25, well, oh boy. 25 years ago I was coming out of college. 25, 30 years ago. Um, and when you're coming out of college, you're still fresh to, your first job might have been in high school, scooping ice cream in an ice cream store. It might have been, you know, working at McDonald's. It was a, kind of a rite of passage I heard a stat at one point in time, and it just can't be true, that in the late 
80s, early 90s, one in four teenagers worked in McDonald's. It's, it sounds like a, a fake news <laughs> before there was fake news. Uh, but it's kind of sad because the kiosks are putting a lot of people that that was an entry-level position at one point in time. And entry-level positions are great. Um, my kids, you know, their first job, I hope, will be fixing computers or being lifeguards. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but that first job is awesome. When you get that paycheck and you have to fill out your W-2 and your I-9s and you're starting to feel a little bit of, like, manliness. Because I was a boy, I felt manliness. If you're a woman, you probably felt womanly at us. I don't know. Uh, see how difficult this is to do this show? <laughs> I hate it. Um, but that's something our society is going to be missing more and more and more of, that first job and learning on the job and learning that you don't say inappropriate things to your boss, that you don't say inappropriate things to customers, that you don't say inappropriate things to other members of your, your work team. That's important stuff to go through. Um, I've, oh boy, if you knew my job resume when I was in my teens, it would scare you. I got into a thing where I'd wait tables and, uh, I would do it and then I'd, I'd get a lot of money and then I'd want to go to Europe or I'd want to go to New York. I'd want to go to, you know, Miami. So I saved all my money and I, I kind of wanted to blow it. Um, so I changed jobs a lot. I waited tables, a lot of restaurants. Uh, but that's off topic. But uh, again, it taught me a lot. Uh, I'm a pretty good people person now with people that I work with because I've had good bosses and I had bad bosses. Anyway, and anyhow, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Uh, don't be shy. The Fed did everything it needed by doing nothing. That is a beautiful way of, of saying sometimes sideways is not up. Sometimes sideways is not down. Same thing with markets. When the markets go sideways, I'm not bummed. I don't want to win every day. So the Federal Reserve does nothing. It says very little, and the markets like it. The FOMC dot plot for estimates for the next three years showed the policymakers anticipated holding the key policy rate unchanged through 2020, and then raising them only once by the end of 2021. Now, that's a plan. And ifs and buts. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party we'd have. Um, if that dot plot stays true, it's going to be pretty boring. Mortgage rates are going to stay kind of where they are. Borrowing costs are going to stay kind of where they are. We're not going to get goosed by lower rates. And we're not going to get depressed by higher rates. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the very Fed Chairman Powell reiterated at his post-meeting press conference that a meaningful and persistent rise in inflation would be necessary for the central bank to raise interest rates. So now we know what they're looking for. In the meantime, the three rate cuts that they've done this year, totaling 75 basis points, they did 25 basis points at a time, um, they tend to take a little bit of time to play into the market. And to give you a good example, remember I told you that someone bought a shack of a home um, from me, not from me, from my neighbor, probably five months ago, six months ago, paid almost $2.1 million for one 1,700 square foot, foot feet. Well... We just, we just got the letter from the city like, oh, here's their plans to destroy it and, and build up on it. Here's your opportunity to talk about it. 
right? <laughs> Are you with me or against me? Um, <clears throat> so it took some time to plan. The decision was made, the money was exchanged, and it took time to plan. So now they're lining up their contractors and they're buying their wood. And that's one of the things that you look for in jobs numbers is <clears throat> permits in the housing. Anytime there's a big pickup in permit, in six months from now, you could kind of expect those permits to be delivered to the neighbors and saying, you've got 30 days to complain and whine about this. Otherwise, we're hiring people. Okay. Okay. So it, sometimes we learn permits talk about future economic activity. We're learning that the Fed's talking about future expectations for inflation. Future economic activity could equal future inflation. So you keep an eye on the two. They kind of work hand in hand. <clears throat> 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, what you can talk about. Other big stories of note today. The Dow jumps and hits a record. I wasn't expecting it. It's end of the year. Um, but it's, I guess it's nice. Every percentage point we gain now, I think, could be a percentage point or two down next year. We're not... I, I would be very, very surprised if the markets had two straight 25% gain years. So and I'd say the odds are leaning more towards a 5 to 8%, but that's an ifs and buts scenario, all right? U.S. jobless uh, claims race to a two-year high, something to keep an eye on. Apple stock dips after Credit Suisse says iPhone shipments dropped 35% in China. We've got to watch China right now because... They're setting themselves up to get a deal with the United States and then setting themselves up to never have to deal with the United States again. Interesting. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I like to look at this show as your uncle, who's really good with money, and you get an hour or two with him at Christmas time to talk anything you want to talk about. And he's a fascinating uncle. He's been there. He's done it. He's seen it all. Then you also have the drunk uncle who gets a little bit drunk, a little bit too touchy-feely. You don't like that. He tries to kiss people on the lips, both male and female in your family. Like, too much, too much. Oh, and your breath smells of eggnog. 150 calories and a half a cup of eggnog. Just saying. Um, I like to consider myself that guy for you. Um, but also, I want to let you know, you know who I am. If I'm your uncle, your financial uncle, I grew up playing video games. I, I grew up as a Generation Xer, i.e. I had no respect for my elders. I had no respect for Warren Buffett when I first got in this industry, and then I got humbled. Not in year one, two, three, or four, or five. I beat his butt in year one, two, three, four, and five in investing. But it's when things got tough how consistent he was, how he rarely made mistakes, how he looked for something very simple in a company and didn't get in over his head. Coca-Cola, how tough is it to analyze cases, costs, don't need much more than that. And it's a high margin item. So I've been humbled. I played video games growing up, and I, I think I have an edge over the people who are 60, 70 given financial advice. 
Um, I don't take myself terribly seriously. So I think I have an edge because I'm nimble. Call of Duty's out. Modern Warfare's new battle pass could drive some upside action for Activision. I've been telling you Activision is stock to own. It's up 20 plus percent this year. The reason it's uh, stock to own is that they've got some games that we like. There's three major players. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say there's more than three major players, but I'm going to start with three. Let's go with the big historical ones. Electronic Arts, they dominate the sports franchises. NHL hockey, John Madden football. That's cute. Um, they get some other games in there every now and then that become big hits. But I would say mostly that they're kind of like your dad's video game company. Then there's Activision, which has a lot of original content like World of Warcraft and Call of Duty IP. There's Take-Two, which for some reason connects with people really, really well. Um, Or gamers. They have the Grand Theft Auto franchise. And they have the uh, Red Dead Redemption. I want to be a cowboy. If you haven't done this, go to twitch.com, Twitch TV, or go to YouTube and just take a look at what you're getting out of Red Dead Redemption as far as an experience of a cowboy. I'm not saying it's as good as, um, I don't know, it's a great Western TV show, but it does have some authenticity to it. It feels like it does. So one analyst is saying, hey, we really like Activision right now because they're getting ready to do, or they're doing what's called a battle pass. It costs $10 for two months of access to unlockable content like guns, outfits, and in-game currency. Now, if that sounds familiar to you, it's because they stole it from one of the up-and-comers in video games, Epic, and their Fortnite. So if you get new skins in Fortnite, which Fortnite has kind of an advantage because it's all cartoony. So they could literally come up with a character that looks like a Star Wars Stormtrooper, which they're doing right now. And for the record, Fortnite's got a big tie-in event with J.J. Abrams and Star Wars on Saturday. And they're going to see how many people they can get paying attention at 10 a.m. on Saturday to battle royale in Fortnite. And they're going to show us a Star Wars preview. That's good advertising. (laughs) A, you're you're being told it's going to happen. It's an appointment. And B, it's going to be in-game. So what is going to happen? Are some destroyers going to fly over during the game? Are some TIE fighters and X-wings going to whip through the, the area while you're watching the preview? How are they going to make it an event that doesn't last five minutes? So Epic is the one that people are copying. That's not necessarily a good thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Microsoft made a career out of it with their operating system. Their operating system was good, and some people would come up with some apps Back in the day, they're called apps, and we would call them software. Um, so that people would come up with software, and Microsoft would say, wait, I remember one that just blew my mind. It was called Stacker. Stacker, hard drives used to be very expensive. Now they're very cheap, all things considered. Um, but Moore's Law kind of applies somehow to storage as well. It's smaller, cheaper, faster. And, you know, 10 megs. You know, would have set you back $400 at a point in time. So after you threw that money down, you, there was a software program you could buy for 30 bucks called Stacker, and it would turn your 10 megs into 20 megs. Ooh. 
and and Microsoft goes, we like that. We're just going to build that into our operating system for free. Well, the operating system isn't free, but that application soon became it, right? So copying is the ultimate form of flattery. But there's also some legal issues. You've seen Facebook basically shut Snap down. Snap could have been sold to Facebook. But they said, no, we don't like the big evil empire that Facebook is. So Facebook says, okay, if you don't want to buy, then we're just going to copy what you do. And we're going to call it Facebook Stories. And they've done very, very, very well with it. And they've integrated it beautifully into Instagram. I'm not an Instagram guy, but I was playing around with it. I was like, whoa, this is way better than Snap. Um, I've got a cousin on Instagram. This is actually kind of funny. And please don't let this get down to L.A. (laughs) She's doing the Instagram stories, and she's trying to become an influencer. And she's awful. She's six foot five. She's a big, tall woman. And you see some people who are, like, doing their influencing, and uh, they're pulling it off beautifully. She's just awkward about it. It's almost like, and then you put makeup on in big, wide strokes. And it's like, ooh, that doesn't look good. No, no, you're doing it all wrong. So you're yelling at her while she's trying to influence you. Oh, boy. Uh, that's how. That's my experience with Instagram. But I do see with the effort, you know. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, Alexa's kind of interesting. Yesterday we saw Amazon you know, sell some of their Echo Dots for basically free. Might as well be. Just trying to seed the environment. Um, a lot of these big tech companies, because of their exposure with AI and getting into your home for almost no cost, whether it be companies like Facebook or Amazon, Google, Apple, there's going to be some outrage in the coming years about privacy issues. Um, Ten years ago, it would be shocking to think a human you know, isn't reviewing things that we're looking at on Facebook. Now the expectation is that machines are, are looking at the content. So things are changing pretty fast. 800-516-1220, and the government is going to have a field day with these guys, of which, for the record, I own all of those companies. Yes. Um, I do not own Amazon outright, but I own outright the other ones, and I do own Amazon and S&P 500 and tech funds and other funds that I don't even know that I own. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Dow jumps 300 points, hit record on the Trump tweet saying U.S. is very close to a China deal. Treasury yields jump after Trump says trade deal with China is getting very close. Everyone's responding to it. U.S. weekly claims total 203,000 versus 215,000, a highest number since September of 2017. People are getting laid off a little bit faster. But then again, we saw the jobs report last week. That was great. So that's not an issue. Travelers, the 737 MAX. That's going to be another interesting thing that somehow Southwest and American Airlines are going to have to deal with next year. When the 737 MAX does get approval, if it does get approval, and I've got a trip to you know um, Denver, uh, 
I had a trip to Denver earlier this year, and it was scheduled for 737 MAX, but it was pulled from service, so I got bumped to a different plane. But knowing that it was a 730 MAX, will I go, yeah, I don't really want to fly on that for at least a year? Or will the first year be its safest year? Taser's in the news again. There's a company that makes tasers. And anytime you see something crazy with the police and brute force or aggressive force or deadly force in a situation that may not have had to have it, taser stock always gets a jolt. <laughs> Get it, a jolt. It always, move, uh, it always gets a shock. Oh, no. It always moves up on the news. So the company that owns them is Axon Enterprise. And they also do body cameras, which was pretty interesting because the whole taser thing, they would sell their guns to the police, but then they would make them buy their, so let's say Chicago PD or San Jose PD. They'd sell the gun, but they'd make them buy the cartridges, which is a lot how GE made their business model of selling the razor, but then making you buy the razor blades and the refills. Do you see that some businesses just repeat other business models, like Call of Duty, copy in Fortnite's not a bad thing? So Taser did the cartridges, and then ultimately they had to say, hey, we need to do uh, body cameras, too, because you know, that's right up our alley, and we can upsell it. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I used to be a distance runner. My ideal run was six miles. I never really liked going over 12. The beauty about six miles for me was it took a good hour. It didn't take a good hour. You planned it out like an hour. Um, you wanted to be somewhere in 10 minutes. You wanted to be somewhere in 20 minutes. You wanted to be somewhere at 30 minutes. You wanted to hit your mile post one, two, three, four. You knew that if you went too fast in the first mile, you were going to ruin it all. You would stretch your legs in the last mile if you could, saving that energy. Same thing with saving for retirement. It is a process. Best thing you can do while you're young and beautiful is earn income and save some. You should set a steady pace. You should keep going. Um, I've made some mistakes tied towards automation. For instance, one time I was at a company that we changed our payroll from maybe ADP to somebody else. Um, and that changed my deductions. That changed my tax deductions, but it also changed tax withholdings. But it also changed my uh, 401k and that year I didn't put enough into my 401k and I was like oh because I didn't check first company was doing it right I checked that second company I assumed you know what they say about assuming so <clears throat> control your spending establish a budget and get consistent that goal should be to spend less than you earn prioritize your savings so that you're saving something out of every paycheck Anytime you get a raise, incorporate some of that, if not all of it, into your savings plans or your retirement plans. Try to increase from 10% of your paycheck to 11 to 12 to 13 to 14 to 15. And if you don't do it, you're going to get old and you're going to look back and say, oh, I wish I would have. I really didn't need that new PlayStation 5 in the first year. You know, the TV that I got 
10 years ago. Uh, real nice TV. Very nice TV. Great TV. But I got it from a kid who basically, he was 25-ish, and when he got his paycheck, he went to Best Buy and got a kick-butt Sony PlayStation loaded entertainment system, speakers and everything. And when his dad figured out that he lost his job, he's like, you need to sell that right away, boy. And I'm like, I'll take it. Um, you got to kind of figure that out on a way of not spending too much when you're young and learning how to save in your whole lifetime. Start early, save regularly. That's a beautiful thing. A person who starts saving $400 a month at age 25 will have $1 million at age 65. I will repeat that. A person who starts saving $400 per month at age 25 will have $1 million at age 65. If you wait till 30, you have to have $580 a month to have $1 million at 65. And if you're foolish enough to wait all the way until you're 40, it's $1,275 per month. And that illustrates the power of time and success it has on your portfolios. I think it's important to keep an eye on your Social Security benefits. I do because, yes, the idea of getting an annual check or a monthly check is kind of intriguing to me. You know, when I was young, I didn't realize I was paying into Social Security. I didn't know I was going to get something back. I, I, I saw it on my paychecks. I just didn't put two and two together. But it's good to go to SSA.gov and see what you're going to get at age 62, at age 65, at age 70. What you get if you're disabled, what your spouse gets, what your kids get. It just gives you this like mathematical in your head that you can start you know, understanding, hey, am I close to where I need to be? CFP Chad Burton doesn't even use, he doesn't, he, I, I'm not putting words in his mouth, but I would imagine he says something like, blow up your access to SSA.gov because it may not be there. So he's trying to say you need to save even more. And I get it. I would have made the deal with the government 20 years ago. They said, instead of us taking your SSA taxes, how about you do it on your own, but you get no Social Security at age 62? I would have been fascinating. I'll take that deal. Do it on my own, invest it on my own, have it be my own, versus maybe it's up for cuts in the future. Do it on my own, have it on my own, plan it on my own, to me is more attractive, but it's not the option. And if I want that option, I have to leave the country, right? So I should maximize my retirement benefits through my employer. That's a great piece of advice for how to get rich. Um, a lot of employers will match any sort of contribution that their employees have. If your employer matches a certain percentage dollar for dollar, that's a hundred percent return on your investment. You invest a dollar, they say we'll invest a dollar. If they go up to three percent or five percent, that's free money. It literally is growing on trees. You know, at one point in time, you remember the commercial for, uh, I guess it was spaghetti noodles, that spaghetti noodles grow on trees in Italy. <laughs> oh, we were so naive. And advertising was so wonderful back in the 70s and 80s. 
Oh, I wanted to plant. You know how people drop their cigarette butts in ashtrays? As a kid, I had an idea of planting the cigarette butts to see if they grow into cigarette trees. Guess what? They don't. I know you're saying, that's good sight, insight. Um, I wish I would have contributed more into my iris when I was in my 20s. I focused more on my 401ks and kind of got put my head down into a grindstone and, and really did well with my business. But I wish I would have done the iris because that would have given me even more flexibility in the future. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Start early. To be a millionaire at age 25, at age 60, all you need to do at age 25 is set aside $400 a month. Jumps to $580 if you wait five years, and it jumps up even more as you age. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial.